0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, you're having tea with Alice. Um, it is my fifth day in Edinburgh today and my second day of the show, Savage and Love Bites at Edinburgh. You can probably tell from my voice I'm a little bit tired, which is legit. The The way it's worked out um, is that Love Bites is at 6.15 and Savage is at 7.30, which Given the way that I do Savage, I tend to sit on stage at the beginning while people are coming in to the audience, so I end up spending about um, two and a half hours on stage, which is, uh, by the time I come off, and particularly, uh, because Savage is not the kind of show that I would ever feel comfortable phoning in. It's intense. Anyway, (laughs) Edinburgh. Wow. This is an amazing thing. There are so many shows on. I've seen so much stuff. Um, and I have met so many people, despite the fact that I haven't really even had a night out on the town yet. I've I've met really cool people, and I have seen lots of excellent shows. And I would remember them now, but I'm tired. So uh, this week's podcast is with John Hastings, who is a Canadian. Um, and we spoke to him. I spoke to him. You may have listened to him in Adelaide, in. In adelaide during the festival earlier this year we met up again in the foyer of the library the national library of scotland and we talked about all sorts of fun and interesting things a slightly rambling conversation i think we were both uh focused on our shows we both opened um that night i think uh and i hope you enjoy listening to this podcast uh i enjoyed having this conversation if you want to follow me on twitter at alliterative if you want to email me a question or a thought alice r at gmail.com i have this patreon <laughs> i talk about it uh, briefly in this podcast uh, and that's such an incredible privilege if you've enjoyed the slight boost in sound quality that's attributable to the patreon so thank you very much to everybody who contributes to that I very much appreciate it and i will try to keep turning out good things into the world podcast comedy writing and um i'm doing a fringe diary edinburgh fringe diary if you want to have a look at that um you can either go up via my website com and click on blog or go to alicecomedyfraser.tumblr.com and that's the direct link to that if you want to know what i'm up to with my days day in day out um Thank you very much for listening. You are having tea with Alice. Okay.
1: Two new knobs and buttons. So I do a Patreon. Um, what does that mean? Like a Patreon is this thing where, it's sort of like a Kickstarter, but um, people give you like a monthly donation. Oh uh, which I like because it's not—they're not raising funds for something specific. They're just saying, "I like what you do, keep doing it."
2: And so they're just giving you enough to subsist.
1: So specifically, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of podcast listeners donate, and I got enough money to get this new recorder because I was having sound quality issues.
2: Yeah, because it wasn't it off a laptop the last time we did it mm. in a weird hallway. We got way serious about the Middle East. Mm. Yeah, you just caught me, like, mid-festival, too many conspiracy theory articles late at night.
1: I love conspiracy theories, but also, uh, yeah, I like being way serious. Oh, so serious. Which is a great thing about being a comedian.
2: Ugh. It was also, like, Australia was amazing, but it was also, like, I, it was the first time in my career where it was, like, you can only do one show a day. So I just had so much time on my hands, and I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? But, yeah. What
1: is this? What What are we doing? Yeah,
2: like... Because up here it's like, you're doing like three to five a day, like running around trying and to like... S-
0: slots and Yeah, things.
2: like trying to sc- like scrape as much money as you can so like the end, you can just throw that in the mall and be like, yeah, pay, pay for that. Uh,
1: so what shows are you doing here?
2: I'm doing three shows. I'm doing a podcast at 5.30 called it Can Be a Podcast Podcast, which is a completely improvised hour of stand-up, which is really fun and like a nice kind of way to like wake the brain up. And then I'm doing... My bing-bong hour show at 9.40 in the Pleasance, called Mark from the Start, which is a title I truly regret. And Why? I wanted to call it something special, because yeah. I just talk about having like dyspraxia and stuff like that, but then everyone's like, uh...
1: Dyspraxia?
2: I was born without a reflexes and eye-hand coordination,
1: and uh,
2: I was researching it, also why I can't regulate temperature.
1: Ah, uh, so you get cold very easily and hot very easily? I just
2: don't know. Like I'm suddenly just like shivering. I'm like, oh, what's this? And like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like it's. You ever like have like read or like talk to a doctor or something like that, and they like put like a missing piece of the puzzle of like the mystery that is your body. And you're like,
0: oh, yeah.
2: That's why I have so many times when I got hypothermia, like shit like that.
1: I know a man who has a hole in his brain.
2: Strap in. How did he get that?
1: He just has it. He just got a... Like, he's in his, like, 30s and whatever. And uh, he had a brain scan. And just the middle of his brain is empty. He's completely functional. He's quite a smart dude. Like, he's, like, a slightly strange dude in that he does magic. And anyone who does magic is a strange person. But not everyone who does magic has a hole in their brain. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Do they know what caused it or just, like... Who the I fuck knows?
1: didn't really ask because it seems sort of rude.
2: I get so like I would to be... ask about I have
1: somebody's missing brain.
0: Really,
2: I would get like right in there. I'd be like, I got like eleven questions off the top. Because first of all, you know that whole misconception of like we only use ten percent of our brain.
0: Well,
1: you would probably prove it by him.
2: But it's not true. It's just we only use ten percent at a time. But we use the whole thing.
1: Ah. Uh.
2: So it'd be like, how does that affect? Oh, so weird. Yeah,
1: well, I'm going to show you this picture, and I get, and he's done a, quite a funny thing on his, uh, on his Facebook, it? but that's the space where there's no brain.
2: Holy uh, Lord! They're liter- That's so scary.
1: Yeah, right? So clearly he's just sort of wired around whatever things were missing.
2: Oh, the human body. How bizarre it is that it can do crazy shit like that. Like, they don't know how eyes work. Isn't that weird?
1: Well,. They know how some bits of them work.
2: Mm-hmm, but they're, like, it's something about like the that signal and depth they can't figure out. Like, they're just like, yeah, we got this far and that's... And that's
1: about all we're going to get. Well, last week's podcast was with the, my friend Greg Dickens, who Charles hit the son. back of his head. Yeah, Charles's son. Okay. He writes very yeah. long yeah. letters.
0: Of
1: course. Um, he yeah. hit the back of his head while in uh, Africa okay. yeah. and got yeah. central blindness, um, which means that... Uh, because it's bleeding into his brain. brain yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, you, Your brain thinks that it can still see. It hasn't realised that you're blind yet. So it's filling in all these different signals from things that you've seen in the periphery of your vision. And you just think that you're seeing normally until you should lift your hand and you realise that you can't see your hand.
2: Oh, my God. But your first instinct is
1: not, I've gone blind. Your first instinct is, where's my arm? You know. Uh,
2: and is there any cures it one of those things that will go away eventually? Or is it just like...
1: Um, I don't is this know.
0: Because right I know with like Thank you.
2: children, one eye is always stronger than the other, and if one eye gets stronger faster than the other, they have to they have to cover it up, or it'll, the brain just kills the other eye.
1: Well, I had to wear a patch over one eye yeah. when my eye was healing. But
2: when your eye was healing,
1: I got stabbed in the eye as a child. What? Well, how? Why? By my brother.
2: Classic. What was he doing? Like sword fights, and then. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, so I had the very cool start to school where I got to wear sunglasses indoors. Oh, my Lord. Which explains...
2: All of this? All of... Well, yeah. The hippy-dippy uh, comedian that sits performing? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. God
2: bless bullying, or we'd all be working this month as opposed to playing in the circus.
1: Yeah, right, and just reliving the childhood that we never really
0: had.
2: I know, it's so fucking silly. And I just. It's just, band, it's just this is my fourth one in a row. Of the, we're at the Edinburgh Festival. Are you can explain that to me? We're at the Edinburgh Festival. We're at the
1: Edinburgh Festival. We're sitting in the National Scottish Library and we were in a quite a quiet cafe and it suddenly became very loud. It
2: was very funny. Yeah, you're like, what's well, good? But it's good. There's ambient noise. This is a good enough recorder but it's only going to pick up our dulcet tones. I hope so. I think and, it's best. Um, But it's just we were walking into this festival this year where I'm like, I kind of know how it all is going to go. Like, I'm like, oh, this. And then this and then this and then this how group. is it gonna
0: go because
1: I have absolutely no idea and I'm you'll, terrified
2: you'll be really nervous a lot you'll be really frustrated you'll have one show that goes disastrously, and then it kind of all just levels out and then it's suddenly done like the first week drags and then it's suddenly the next the last day and it's all sort of sorted out like you just know you know where
1: you are in the pecking order and so on So I don't think you
2: really never know that but you more just sort of get to the end all of a sudden like there's no sort of like it's just one of those things that just speeds up like you feel like it hasn't started hasn't started and then suddenly yeah, it's done
1: well, you did. You must have done quite well last year because when I met you, you were touring Melbourne. Uh, you were in Adelaide touring with the Best of the Fest. I
2: was, and uh, yeah, it went like it went very well in terms of like having the opposite of television profile or heat, and then it was just sort of word of mouth and like amazing flyers, which is just like it just sort of shows like all you really need is two really enthusiastic like humans to get out there and sell your show and then you just need to know what you need to do like I like to run around and do a lot of shows I think that helps bring people in so that's what I'm gonna do Um, and just like but then like not getting burned out so like I've turned my room into a blanket fort basically like it's like an 11 year old lives in there with like blacked out windows and sheets all around the bed so I can like sleep in like perfect quiet darkness darkness.
1: this is interesting because I'm in um, I'm in the house with a bunch of older statesmen Mm. um and
2: that's that's I'm diplomatic in, for old dudes. Old well, dudes like who yeah.
1: aren't on TV yet. If they're on TV, they'd be staying in a hotel. Uh, so um, for statesmen, read failure. Um, uh, that's they're lovely, 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 and quite successful comedians. But I'm in what's called the dungeon. Oh
2: no. Uh,
1: but it's two stories up, so it's not damp, which was my real issue. It just has no windows.
2: That's great, though. Which is great.
1: They're all saying this is great. They're yeah, all like, that is the, what you want. You want no windows. Because
2: you will be up until five in the morning. Like it's just this weird thing of like your body will slowly just switch. Or I, again, I'm speaking for myself, but like I'm like a, a morning person every other month of the year, and then it hits like August third, and I'm getting up at five or like getting up at, going to bed at 5 or 6 in the morning and waking up at 2 yeah. and no one is really like weirded out by it, like everyone's like getting up and walking around Edinburgh at 10 in the afternoon, 10 in the morning, it's a ghost town, like no one is awake, people are still drinking, it's bizarre.
1: Well I'm, yeah, I'm up for anything I guess, I just am, um, I don't know what to expect. It's,
2: yeah, it's really—it's just a much more businessy version of the Melbourne Festival, basically. Like,
1: when you say businessy, what do you mean?
2: Like, it's just a much bigger. It's not like not everyone has the benefit of like. I feel like Melbourne's buoyed by there's a lot of people that are sponsored and produced. Here, everyone is, you know, singing for their supper. So there's that extra tension. Yeah. But because everyone's unified under that, there's nothing that you can really do. You know, just go along to get along. Well, yeah, I was
1: thinking about this, looking at all of the posters and things. I was thinking, there's so many posters up that it's almost not worth putting a poster up.
2: The true weirdness of
1: it all. It, like, lip, it levels the playing field so that there's so much there's so much poster and stuff up. No one's going to go to a show on the street of a poster. Yeah. So you might as well not do a poster as well uh, as spend sort of £800 pounds on posters, which some people are clearly doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who's got a great campaign this year is Carl Donnelly.
2: Certainly does. Isn't that a beautiful poster? It's a beautiful
1: poster, he's had this kind of unusual layout for it. It's not in the normal poster style. It's sort of, uh, it's like a sleeve over the tra- 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 traffic signs. Oh no,
2: of those are like done. That's Avalon, his production company. Do those? That's like their like style. So you will see more. Like not all of them are up. They'll be all up by the end of today. Yeah. Like this is, It's about half postered at this point. Yeah. Like, I've not
1: noticed like, a lot of gaps.
2: Like. It's, it gets impressive. Like it literally is like your are walking your nineteen eighty four, only like it's not Big Brother watches you, it's like your face. Yeah. Like and that's the weird part of it like, well, So this is what I
1: was thinking, I was like, there's all these gaps out. If it was worth postering, people would already have posters up. They would have come on Sunday and put posters up.
2: Oh, it's all done like, specifically, like all those big posters and stuff like that, is, they're all owned by a company. Like, yeah. One company can I think controls all of it. It's so crazy. Like, controls all one area of it and then, like, you pay them and then certain, like, stop signs are owned by one guy. Like, it's mental. Do it.
1: they deal with the council for that? Oh my God, this is going to be boring podcast. Can we should probably just cut this bit out.
2: Nah, no, 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 because I don't think it's necessarily the council I think it's a fraternal organization organized by gentlemen that uh, seek to find unemployment on the other side of the law uh, supposedly possibly I'm not hundred percent sure about that look at winking but yeah well, I
1: heard I mean I wouldn't be surprised if this was all like a mafia style racket insofar as I heard that if you put your posters where your posters should not be they rip them down they've canceled on your poster.
2: Oh, no, I don't think they do that anymore, but they do...
1: Anymore. Ha, it's happened. I'm
2: sure that... Because it used to be a lot more gangster, but like anything in the world, it's a lot more clean and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, they just break them down. Like, I saw them. They were already out because someone had plastered all over the... Couple of the ones with long sound like stop signs. Yeah. and They just rip them down. Partly because the people that have actually put the posters there have paid like
1: a lot of money. So much money,
2: it's not fair for you to do that. But at the same time, it's also like you know, get the word out. Hopefully, drum up some press. You know what I mean? Like, no press is bad press, and a lot of people are going to be trying crazy stunts throughout the month.
1: Yeah, I was thinking this. No one knows me here. There's no way I'm going to get press unless I murder somebody. Really. Did you
2: poison my coffee? Is that why you invited Maybe me to this lovely podcast?
1: Maybe I contest? did. Maybe I did.
2: How I did mean, John die? Well, he met this lovely gal named Alice in Australia, and later she murdered him with cyanide.
1: Well, uh, there's an apple, but I haven't fed you the seeds. It's um, arsenic in apples, isn't it?
2: Is that true? Uh,
1: if you eat enough of them, yeah, apple seeds.
2: Get the fuck out of here. I only found out yesterday that wild almonds are poisonous. Mm. That's where cyanide comes from. I couldn't believe it.
1: So it's not cyanide in apples. Let me find out.
2: I think it's arsenic in apples, just because of the A&A. It's an alliteration.
1: Yeah, it could just be something that I have... Yeah, no, it's cyanide as well. So they must be in a similar school as almonds. Holy fuck.
2: Yeah, they probably are in the same family.
1: Almonds. The apple of the tree.
2: Yes. The apple <laughs> of the of the squirrel. Does that mean squirrels are immune to cyanide?
1: Uh,
2: I'm just putting that out there. Guys, remember yes, this. Apple, never use a
1: squirrel as a poison tester. It will.
2: They are immune to cyanide. They
1: are immune to cyanide.
2: Immune to cyanide, by the way, is the name of my new prog rock band. Um, but yeah, but you're getting a good buzz after your show and stuff like that. You're excited to...
1: I'm excited, but I don't... Yeah, I just don't know anything about anything about anything. My one strategic move was to do my preview at Copsticks Venue. Yes. And get a good review of her.
2: And that happened, I think? That happened, yes.
1: I, I, I listened to her on a podcast and her saying she hated female comedians, but these were the things she liked and these were the comedians she liked and she listed a bunch. And I was like, I would back the show I'm doing to yeah. be different enough that she'll like it.
2: I do always find it funny when people who are educated in comedy say they don't like female comedians and then go on to list all the female comedians they like. Like, It's like, what you're actually saying is you don't like bad comedy.
1: Well, yes. I mean, what I heard when she said she didn't like many female comedians was she doesn't like weak comedy. Yeah. And she doesn't respect, and this is something that I probably agree with her, she doesn't respect a lot of the... um, the new feminist complaints that first world women have about the um, oppressions that they face.
2: Oh, yeah. I had a very interesting long conversation with her where she sort of filled in her opinion. Like, it's one of those things where i heard the buzzword of it. Yeah. And I just asked her sometimes, because I had a couple, of, you know, a couple of scoops at a Christmas party. And her point was incredibly well-founded, but it was probably one of those problems where buzzword mistaken and it's like no what she's actually saying is X
0: yeah, but what's th- interpreted is
2: what, Y
1: this is what exactly what this podcast is for
0: this, fucking podcast, this, right. this
1: podcast that I'm doing is specifically for, for ideas like that where you say you know I don't like female comedians and then you explain something that's more nuanced and more interesting than that I
2: know but I feel that, I just, that phrase really bugs me because it's like if you know the history of comedy it's like so you don't like sitcoms and everyone goes what do you mean it's like well it was invented by a woman Lucille Ball came up with the idea of like we're gonna do a TV show but about a, a yeah. family and it'll be a family yeah. and it's every sitcom like it's like you don't know, like Joe Rivers like who won, like, went out as the edgiest comedian of all time
1: yeah.
2: like it's just like so stupid. it's a really I
1: mean I, you're not going to get any argument with it. no I know story. but it's also
2: one of those things where there is like and people do like it's one of those things where there's more illustrated point to it if like if you dig into like they usually have that point it's like what they're interested in is like don't like weak comedy or like comedy that's uh, like this sort of needless grandstanding soapbox sort of stuff which yeah. I like
1: and complaining about problems that aren't really problems
2: yeah and even but the problem with also stand up yes. is for every like for every point that proves your point there's also ten points that go oh actually no I I actually do like that too like you know what I mean like you're like yeah. I don't like weak comedy but I love Morgan Murphy who is completely this subservient quiet oh
1: yeah I mean that's not a weak comedy that's character. The comedy itself is strong.
2: I yeah. oh, see so, oh, so you're using weak in the terms of the idea of just like you don't like bad like bad comedy.
1: Yeah. Well I mean this is what I took from her what she was listing the things that she liked and didn't like. Mm. She doesn't like uh, Yeah, just what she thinks of as weak comedy. Comedy that doesn't have conviction behind it. You're saying something because you think it will be funny or
2: she doesn't, yeah, right. or you're being
1: excessively political, that thing that doesn't need that level of passion or well, whatever happens to be. It's yeah,
2: something that's very interesting, that's something that I struggle with, and like, a lot of people sort of doing and be in, the, in the fringe where we are right now, is that there's a lot of sort of, there's this thought that there's this checklist to success, like walking around, that if you get like a show with like a poignant moment, this, that, the other thing, like a five star review and, sh- and a limousine to Hollywood land is like just around the corner and you get the keys but it's like I don't think it is I think it's like just sort of do whatever you want and then I'll hopefully like
1: well the, the, yeah this is an interesting thing because when I mention that in my show I talk about my mom yeah people are like Who's oh dead. yeah that she's always dead. does really well at the fringe I'm like yeah that's, yeah that's totally why I'm talking so about what,
2: that I so didn't say this yesterday because I was like oh, I'm going to go do Alice's podcast tomorrow and they're like oh don't bring up her mom and I was like I think she knows her mom's dead like I think she's well aware of it <laughs> like it'd be weird if I was the one who told her seeing as she's the one who told me that but it's like that weird sort of thing of like people are like maybe they just
1: didn't want me to go on and on and on on about it yeah but you're not like it isn't like it is a part of my life and a big one but I don't think that I'm particularly like
2: no you're not like one of those people like how are you doing well I would be better if my mom hadn't died two years ago it's like okay like you know but people also like I don't know fucking comedians can be such dicks of like they just won't I had something happen where a friend of mine got murdered a few years ago.
1: Ah, uh, yes, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I was just in a green room just sort of defending about it, like, days <laughs> later, and a guy, and he was trying to like, change the subject and relate, but he's like, I've been there, man, like, went on a couple of dates with a girl, and then she just never called me again. And it's like, it's not,
0: it's it's not, not that. necessarily that's,
2: about you. Like, no, I just it, need a second.
1: Just, that's interesting. One of the things that I do find myself doing... And I try not to do it in that way, is if somebody's talking about their grief, yeah, I, I will talk about mine, mm. but not as a, like a, oh, I get it, but more as a like, well, this was my experience. Yeah of that so.
2: and I think that that's very helpful because you can go into a very dark corner of the world in like that sort of circumstance
1: well one of the things that I really liked was that there was a girl who I mainly I'd met her once or twice she runs a venue in Sydney and her mum died about six months before my mum did connection uh she oh yes, yeah. uh, no, no connection, no, they weren't both eating the same poisonous apple,, um, but she was tweeting about it, and like being quite open about it uh, in a way that I would never have been, and wasn't, but I found it, yeah, but I found it so much so comforting, mm. even though I would never have expressed my grief in the way that she did, even though. Uh, she felt it in a different way. She had a completely different relationship with her mom, and mm. all this. It was just nice to know, or to remember, that this is happening to ev- this will happen to everyone. Yeah. If they're lucky, right?
2: Yeah. Well, it would be, um, it'd be weird. Hey, I think it's like it's it's what's going to happen, or it's going to happen to other people. Like it's going to happen in your life. Like yeah. statistically, it is impossible to avoid. But I just also find it interesting surrounding those circumstances how a lot of people also don't know how to react like they literally like they clam up and get like especially I was in Canada when it happened so I was also surrounded by a lot of like like repressed I love my friends
1: people but it's
2: not repressed is the wrong word it's just they haven't dealt with stuff in the same way like it's a lot because Canada especially my hometown Ottawa it's by the way Ottawa made famous recently because half of the married population is on com, which is the awesome. website awesome. for affairs Uh, Half
1: of the adult population
2: Half of the married population
1: So that's including people that don't have the internet And have never heard of Ashley Madison In that sample size Half Dear god Yeah.
2: Well it's because it's a government town So basically you grow up And you are made blissfully aware of That you can get a If you can read You can get a well-paying job with the Canadian government That you will have for life So everyone has a steady income Everyone marries incredibly early and then doesn't really know what to do with their life because they're now thirty and they've been married for ten years. Like, that was weird.
1: Yep, just I've just been your, just
2: broke your kettle.
1: Yep, I've I've just uh, spilled the top off my teapot, which shouldn't happen with a good teapot. Um, so I blame the Scottish National Library.
2: Wow, thanks to the. I thought you were going to by the Scottish National Party. I was like that. Oh, I got a bubble
1: tea earlier because I love bubble teas. What is and bubble tea? Bubble tea is like a cold, like iced tea. Um, gotcha. And you can get it with varying levels of sweetness and milkiness, depending on what kind of tea you like. And it's got little, like, sago balls or jelly or I get aloe vera in the bottom. Oh, boy. And it's sort of like a texture, textural delight. I like it.
2: Delightful. I assume that... It's a weird Asian
1: from, thing, coming but I Coming from love
2: Australia, it. bubble tea in England... Or Scotland, pardon me is not nearly up to the level as it is in the Oz?
1: Well, it's weird. The one bubble tea place in town is the one that I go to in Australia. Whoa. So they're a chain and they've done very well. Uh, and um, But what I wanted to say is that... I don't know if this is racist. I don't think it is. The Scottish-Chinese accent is adorable. Because you don't hear, like, when I hear... Follow-up
2: question, how many Scottish-Chinese people have you spoken to?
1: Just this one in the T-shirt. Alright, so
2: maybe it's just that guy's accent, therefore not racist. That guy's an adorable accent. Well, no, I think it's it's more
1: that you hear a foreign accent. Like, if I hear somebody who has come to Australia from China Mm. and learned Australian... English I don't hear the Australian part of that English I just hear them talking English with a Chinese accent yeah, yeah, yeah. um so I imagine for British people coming to Australia hearing a Chinese Australian accent would be very strange if you know what I mean
2: I totally know what you mean So the
1: Scottish accent is unusual enough that it sounds really quaint to me
2: I always find it very quaint when you hear kids with this rough like Glasgow accent yeah, yeah, nice. it's just like,
1: yeah and so it's a, it's, a, it's a for me it's like a delightful accent already and then you add in the kind of like the, the vowels and consonant mix that you get when you are putting English on top of Chinese. So you have the Chinese pronunciation of english sounds. If you know what I mean. I but totally know what you it's mean. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really, really good.
2: Well, and it's also this... Cause I'm going Sc- to go
1: back every day.
2: Scottish people also speak with a much more rapid delivery, and, like, the, the vocabulary is very different, and the amount of swearing is just staggering. So and the know.
1: niceness, particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's, like, there's also little bits of slang that, for me... I don't know why uh, I associate with grandmotherliness.
2: Oh, yeah, well... Cause like, they call
1: you dear and things. What's
2: your, like... Because mine is... I get a really homey feeling being in Scotland because all my grandparents were fun from here, so it's just, like, a cultural kind of, like, oh, I kind of recognise a couple of things, like saying kappa and weird shit like that. Like, yeah. Or cross, like...
1: Well, the other one that I... I couldn't pick the original accent, but I think uh, he must have been from... I would bet Pakistan. Nice. But like a Pakistani Scottish accent.
2: It was very high-toned. I don't
1: know. It's just I don't yeah, I couldn't I couldn't quite nail it down because the Scots was getting in the way, but it was like a foreign Scottish mix. And I just love that style. Like, I ridiculous love that
2: gruffness and then also the incorporation of the cutest words like
1: mm.
2: like wee and
1: Like yeah, it's yeah. Yes.
2: Or ball bag, which is just like, she's called a kid a ball bag, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, a little ball bag. We yeah. 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 See, so
1: hearing, uh, I'm going to assume Pakistani, um, hearing a Pakistani, Scottish man say, are we better? You're like, Whoa. so weird. What's it's also
2: so weird cute. is when the travelers start showing up at the festival, which they do, and then you get that accent, but they're trying to cover up as a, so you get the, like, the Irish travelers will show up at the festival. Oh. Um, and you can see them because, like, they are—they are, they are not—not—not gaudily dressed. Like, it's very visible in terms of, like, they are.
1: It's a style. Like
2: the women are in like sequin, like, and their tits are out, and was like. It's a style here. to it, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, but they'll try and cover up because there's a lot of discrimination, there's a lot of criminality associated with that community, so they'll try and do a Scottish accent, but have their ridiculous weird.
1: Amazing. Traveller
2: accent. You're like, what are you... Co- like,
1: what so are you hiding? And yeah, maybe you should cover your boobs instead it's of just, the accent.
2: There was a girl... That I wrote,
1: don't know these people.
2: You will meet... You'll see them. They'll be I around. wonder
1: if you have, like, something like that, if Boops you were there, yeah, a probably. local, right? If you're a local in a village you. and you've always wanted your next-door neighbor's goat, whatever, All right. and then the travellers come into town, you go...
2: You know what? I wouldn't. How much
1: a, do you think that happens? Whereas like there's an excuse, so 50, you just 50, do it.
2: I would say. So
1: it's like, oh well, the traveler must have taken a goat. Yeah.
2: Although the problem with What's that. Was that delicious is,
1: goat smear down the side of your mouth? I have no idea.
2: Is that what you would do? You'd steal the goat and immediately eat it, or
1: <laughs> yes. All right. Why else would you? I mean, what, it's difficult if it's your neighbor to conceal a goat crime.
2: That's why I was saying. I was like, the one problem with that is like, oh, they stole a the goat. In other news, I purchased a goat. Like, yeah. they'd see it coming. I don't know, it's very bizarre. Well, I'm,
1: I'm, I was using the goat as, a, as am, an yeah, example. I metaphorical
2: episode. goat, and I took it as a literal goat.
1: Yes, it was. It was an, an, a goat that stood in as an analogy for anything that you wanted to steal.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to goat some conflict in the
1: project. I love goats What are they? I don't even know Are they a cat or a horse? Hmm? Cat horse A cat horse Because they've got those weird
2: slit eyes Is a goat It's a cat It's a male lamb No no. What is a goat? It's its own
1: species? Is
2: it its own species? Yes So what's a ram? Is that another species? Uh,
1: A ram is a male sheep Alright A lamb is a baby sheep Baby sheep sheep.
2: And a goat is just a whole other thing
1: and then we're not gonna bring in the Chinese accent to that no, particular we're not. equation.
2: But I do know this about goats you have to put a bell on them because they'll just they can see in the dark and they'll just ram you. Ah
1: mm-hmm.
2: they're really like yes. pigs. they're like pigs they're So the d- there's farming. a difference
1: as in two ram and a ram, they're yeah, two yeah, different yeah. things, but presumably related, I assume ram's ram.
2: Yeah, they both they both have skulls for hitting. And goats eat poison ivy, which is a North American thing. Goats eat
1: everything and can climb some goats can climb. Yeah, Other goats just faint.
2: Those goats suck. They're the lamest goats. Those, those
1: are the weak comedy of I'm, goats. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, they truly are the... I'm trying to think of a comedian that it's, like... Uh, Universally Politically loathed. easy. The problem is I don't even like doing that because I'm just like, uh, someone must like them.
1: And also... They're doing it. They're doing it.
2: Yeah, and also like I listen to Dan. Co- I listen to Dan Cook's first album. I don't understand what like the, every subsequent follow-up was terrible, but like.
0: He everything. had a
2: thing. Also everyone forgets that stand up wasn't popular then. Like it was two thousand and three and like it wasn't like part of the zeitgeist that it is now in North America. And that guy fucking kicked the door down it was the reason why everyone knows who Patton Oswalt was. Yeah. Because they heard Dana was like, This guy's great, who else should I listen to? Oh, this guy's way more niche. Yeah. Oh this is my guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. But yes, I do now. Very rarely criticize people. Or oh, no, not that's sure not what true. The
2: podcast was like you were just going. Oh, fuck no, people. no, no, no. It's I.
1: I'll, I. What do you say? Um, reprimand the behavior, not the person. Interesting. So I will say I don't like a particular kind of joke, or I think that joke wasn't well executed, or I don't like the idea mm. of the show. But to say you're a rubbish person and you have garbage dreams uh, is not. You know, like. <laughs>
2: Dreams. That's the name of my... Yeah. I, I really should have named my show Garbage Dreams.
1: Garbage Dreams, sorry. It's my next show.
2: Yeah, are you going to call it Garbage
1: no, no, no. Dreams? No, I was thinking of calling it something to do with transparent or see-through or... Uh, my idea for a flyer is to do the front of the flyer as a normal flyer with my face and, and details and the back of the flyer is just my back and then all the writing back to front. Very nice. As though you could just see through the flyer.
2: I like... <laughs> mine. I've tried to pull That's
1: how my shows go, by the way. I think of the flyer idea, then I think of the title, then I write the show.
2: Oh, yeah, that's how it goes. Because you have to submit the title four months beforehand. Like, I've been trying to push this title through for years and no one will let me do it, which is, this is John Hastings motherfucking the show. If you don't fucking like it, you can fuck up. Do five, it. Five stars, fuck face. I feel like there is no way anyone's going to let you do that. We cannot put that on anything. It's way too long. I'm like, I don't know, but it's so f- stupid.
1: But I like it. Who doesn't? Maybe do that as your web series.
2: Maybe. Because
1: then on the internet links doesn't matter. On the internet no one knows you're a dog.
2: You know, I once met a man to quote Dana Gould, I once met a man who had no podcast. Uh, and I felt sad. And then I met a man who had no blog. And the blog Is web series no. still a thing now? Are you in a web series?
1: No. Oh, that. I've been on the internet before.
2: Who hasn't? Doing um, what? Filthy things. Yes.
1: Nice. Uh, p- pornography. Um, no, I.
2: It definitely wasn't pornography. Excuse Was pronounced the word por- 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 porn pornography. <laughs> I was doing some of that. K- 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 kissing.
1: A- a- adult adult themes.
2: <laughs> some fervent erotica.
1: <laughs> no, I was. I've done. Um, it was on a thing called Irrational Fear, which is satirical stuff. And I did uh, a couple of things as a character called Sandy Richardson, who's like um, your angry personal trainer character.
2: Hilarious. Who is this with? Hmm?
1: Just me. Just you? Just yeah, me. I want to do more of them, but I'm a camera woman. So I need to learn how to do the camera stuff myself.
2: It's also, yeah, the problem with any sort of, like, I wrote and helped produce a short film last year, and the problem with it is that when you come from, like, the world of, like, build your own tent, make a show... And then to go and try and make like a film yeah. or a movie or a web series, it's like, all right, we need to have a meeting with eleven people before we can even. Do, and you're like, oh, the, like you understand why like so many Hollywood directors are such dicks? Is it's like
1: you just need to get people in line, and yeah. Yeah. if you can't rule by respect, you'll rule by fear. Um, I uh, yeah, this is why I didn't go back to sketch. I started with sketch comedy. Mm. loved it, what probably the- still love it.
2: What was the name of your sketch group? I love a I love a good sketch oh, group. I was name. with
1: different arts reviews, so uh, and law reviews. So that just it is the title of the show.
2: What's a law review?
1: So the faculties in Sydney University do. Oh, that's sketch th- I shows. thought you were a
2: lawyer or by mm. trade. Yeah. What was the law you studied again? What was not environmental? Was it no? Environmental?
1: Uh, I mean, I studied all sorts of law, but I settled in real estate.
2: That's what it was. Classic. Be, corporate
1: real estate you board. must be
2: vicious around a contract
1: me? yeah oh yeah like, oh yeah
2: it's an amazing skill to have because my only skill is hire a lawyer
1: here is a very good tip for you every time you have a meeting with someone where you think you've agreed something write Same. an email afterwards saying just to confirm this is what I understood so from our a meeting written
2: contract and then if they don't
1: contradict it it's not necessarily a contract, because but you need to have consideration yeah, yeah, yeah. passing, but it, will, uh, it would be relevant Ugh. in any later dispute.
2: Fuck yeah. No, 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 I know that my dad works for a law you know, firm. He's that. a media guy mm. for, uh, yeah, I won't say who, I can tell you off air, but I'm, I'm just talking about my dad's personal life again recently, and then he emailed me and was like, could you stop, please? And since he's featured pretty heavily on the show, and I'm waiting for that email... I'll tell you the offer. But anyway, he works with him, and he's like I had to sign an agency agreement and like clause so like, hey, can I pay one of the lawyers at your firm? And like I did it for like a bottle of wine and it's like you see the difference and he's like, no, no, clause contradicted here, take yeah. this out, yeah. guess again, fuck off, yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Wrong. well
1: because they just push it most I was almost thinking while here or maybe in Melbourne next year to do a couple of lunchtime things because I'm not... I'm by no means a good lawyer. Mm. But I could... I could... There's some really basic things that you should not be saying yes to that sort of come really standard with a lot of agency agreements and people feel like they have no bargaining power.
2: Well, the big one that I always find interesting is the amount of people that don't read contracts. Mm. Like, just read it. Know what you're getting into. Mm. Because it is legally binding. Like, you've signed your name to something.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the way to do it is... If you can't... If it's, like, often they're really dense texts and they're almost written yeah. to be uh, a Intimidating, use, yeah. Read them out loud.
2: Yeah, because you'll yeah you hear the contradictory language. Yeah. Also, something that I did one time is I signed a, uh, I signed a contract without my real name. Does that do anything?
1: Uh, makes you liable for fraud, possibly.
2: I'm okay with it. They're not going to do anything. They never... They haven't... They didn't notice for like five years and then finally caught on <laughs> that it wasn't my name signed because we got into a dispute and they brought the contract out to intimidate me. Like, it depends
1: what? if uh, there was a witness to the signing.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, it would be interesting. It depends also what jurisdiction you signed it in.
2: Oh, it's also It was a contract that also had spelling errors and is also illegal in the country in which I signed it.
1: And like you're probably fine. I think I'll be all
2: right. They have bigger fish to fry if they have, that agreement ever gets out. So
1: this was your time in pornography, I'm guessing.
2: Not just pornography. It was my brief time in German Scheiser documentaries. <laughs> you got to learn who comes from. And I'm the one who educate. Um,
1: but yeah, I was thinking, yeah, lunchtime classes where everyone just sits in and just really obvious things that people seem to get wrong all the time. Like I have somebody who has done this three times in a row just one. shitty contracts, really horrible contracts. One contract, not going to say who it was or which side of this equation they were on, but it was a contract for a um, for a show mm. that was to be produced, and the split of the money was to go a certain way. Um, it did not, at any point in the contract, contemplate what would happen if they didn't make any money. <sighs> And, they're, they're, and as, as it happened, they lost a shit ton of money, and now there's a massive dispute because it wasn't contemplated the
2: in problem. the contract. People that's assume the point. That if you have a contract. Like, if you're the first handing over a contract, you understand what's in a contract. Mm. Like, you don't. You, you need, like,. It's why the world has lawyers, and yeah, they're expensive, but it's very worth it for them to literally go, like, you got to put this in, you got to protect yourself.
1: This is the thing I used to say when I was a lawyer, and it still holds true now. The reason lawyers are so expensive is so, because it's incredibly boring and hard to do what they do. Mm.
0: Like,
1: you have to study really hard, and it's just mind-numbingly boring to read a contract, and no one else will do it for any less money. No. If there were people who would do it for less money, there would be cheaper lawyers. This is as much as, like...
2: Oh, yeah, and it's also just the minutia of the whole thing and just, like, yeah, figuring out the right...
1: Before you read a contract, think, okay, I'm paying myself $500 an hour to read this. Mm-hmm. Because that's how much it, would it takes to competently turn your mind to this for, like... Because yeah. it's so boring, it's so obscure, it's yeah. so weird... You just have to be really careful and it's a horrible thing to do, but do
0: it.
2: And it's also knowing the agreements in different places, like coming from Canada and also living in the UK, the agreements like how it's different. Like in Canada the idea of like verbal contract is it's very easily broken while in the UK it's like it's
1: pretty binding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you can prove it particularly. Mm. Um if it's word against word that becomes more difficult. But if you have any record of it, you're screwed. um, but then on the other hand for example in Australia there are a lot of people who are just tempted to record yeah. the verbal content. that's super illegal it is illegal to record somebody without their knowledge oh
2: but that's that's a universal in most places it's illegal most
1: places uh, it is illegal in various places it's less illegal in Australia it is incredibly illegal don't do it don't do it
2: because then it undoes everything because you've committed a crime for the sake of
1: well I mean basically uh it would be inadmissible. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's unlikely that it would be ever admitted, um, but as evidence. But also, yes, it is in itso- it itself. A-
0: when
2: you were a lawyer, how many times did you get to object in court?
1: Oh, I wasn't in court. <laughs> I just, you know, I was a baby lawyer. Like
2: you were just in the basements going through files in those weird rooms? My, my
1: life as a lawyer ended when I was just a child.
2: How old are you? I see. You Ended uh, when you were like 20?
1: Uh, uh, when did it end? No, I was 25. All right. So, yeah, but i don't even doing it for like a year, so.
2: Jesus. But it's a nice backup. You could always go back and do like weird, be a real estate agent.
1: I'll tell you what it is.
2: Have your face on one of those weird signs. It's less like a face backup face. than it is a
1: reminder when things get tough of why what I'm doing this. Really? Yeah. It's, I, if I go back into um, muggle life, it would be more likely to be as an academic or a tutor or something more, more to do with the English side of
2: it. More tactile as opposed more to just, wordy, um, yeah. More wordy,
1: less lawyery. Yeah. Mm. Sitting
2: there going, like, probably does not see, like, uh, yeah. Well.
1: Yeah.
2: oh, it's just so boring. The whole, like, it's just, oh, it kills me. But at least you have something like that to go back on, which is, like, I have a degree in theatre, and you have a degree in, in
1: theater. I certainly do.
2: And then I worked in a uh, restaurant, so if this don't work out, I'm going to be the,
1: uh,
2: a busboy with some great stories.
1: You could do worse.
2: Yeah, you certainly could. And it's also, I don't think I'm ever going to go back. It's one of the nice things about the world is you can just run to another country if everything gets bad and be the you know, best comedian in Slovenia.
0: <laughs> like yeah. I got
2: stand-up there, too. Do they have
1: stand-up? You is don't... it good? What's the It's like, all just
2: British comedians coming over, but like all over Europe and stuff like that, you can do stand up in like Latvia, Lithuania, Holland, Belgium, Switzerland. Again, which is weird.
1: Switzerland.
2: Yeah. It is the whitest place in the world. But really good sandwiches. Sandwiches? I don't like
1: sandwiches. Well then that's
2: not the place for you. I mean, Wait a minute, you don't like sandwiches? No. Are you not a bread person?
1: Feel like sandwiches are would be better without the sandwichness on them.
2: Like you just like the stuff in the sandwich.
1: Yeah, and it's not that I don't like bread.
2: you like bread separately from.
1: I like bread like like avocado toast or with an egg on it like that. If it's not got both sides of the, bre- the bread, the both sides of the bread seem.
2: Easy ozzy just awkward it up with your avocados on toast. It's the most, like, Melbourne meal. That and a hand roll is, like, the definition of my diet in Australia for three months. Sushi
1: hand rolls? Amazing. I miss them so much. I can't... They don't have them here? They
2: don't have them anywhere. I've never seen them anywhere else. man. The
1: $2.50, like... perfect. ...hand roll is, like... It's like, it's easy, it's cheap, it's lunch.
2: fresh salmon on, like, some brown rice. Like, come yeah. on, everybody.
1: Well, Yo-Yo G's in Melbourne was just outside my venue, so they're, they're, like, very good hand rolls. Where were you? I was in the Mercure in the hotel downstairs. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend Evan was in there as well. Yeah, that yo-yo G's, I went there a ton.
1: That is a great place.
2: Weird. Melbourne was such a weird place. even
1: Melbourne listeners...
2: Come on, guys! Please go put to, them in the post. Go
1: there. Send me a picture of you there.
2: Uh, um, Cause are you living in? Are you still vagabonding, or have you got like a base?
1: I uh, now have a place in Melbourne. Congratulations! Um, it's very cheap rent, but um, yeah, I don't know where where the world will take me.
2: Where the wind shall blow. It's very exciting.
1: It is sort of exciting. It's you, sort of terrifying. Do
2: you want to stay in Oz or are you looking to...
1: Well, I've got a visa here um, for a couple of years. I think it finishes up the end of next year. So a working visa. So I want to do stand-up here as much as I can because I think there's more stand-up here.
2: There certainly is. There are
1: more stand-ups here. That
2: is the other issue, yes.
1: But I've been pleasantly surprised at the fact that I'm not... Further down the ladder. Well, no, if you know what I mean. Well, no,
2: and so people of the internet are like aware that you've like done stuff in another country that is similar in style. Like the thing with coming over from Canada, it's a very different stylistic thing, so you have to adjust.
0: Yeah.
2: Because it's much more boozy bar room, while Australia and the UK are very similar, where it comes out of a theater tradition as opposed to a nightclub tradition.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's
2: much more like. Sorry
1: well certainly Melbourne comedy you have that theater tradition and less finger guns
2: so many less yeah but even Adelaide and stuff like that which is like a mining town in the middle of a desert is pretty like again I was there for a festival so I also don't
1: you don't actually know I don't
2: actually know but from what I saw
1: yeah well Perth certainly mining town in the middle of desert oh
2: boy I actually really like Perth except all their restaurants close so Early early and
1: everything's very expensive
2: I see. I came there with British pounds, so it was just, it was just, it was just uh, weird. Was
1: like, everything's really cheap. Yes,
2: I will have that shirt for a pound.
1: Oh, that's the worst.
2: Um, are you doing? Are you going back for all those sweet, sweet festivals?
1: Likely, yeah. I mean, I have to. Um, this is going to be really boring audio. I have to think it strategically about what I'm doing over the next five years because I it's
2: not boring. It's what everyone has to do. It's just weird that we, the show business trade, you have to also think of things like five-year plans.
1: Yeah. So like I've, I've so far I've just been taking what's been offered hmm. and and what's next and going for the thing that's immediately in front of me. And now that I've done that, particularly this year where I just kind of wanted to bury myself in work and yeah, yeah, not yeah. think too much um, about. Life and death and all of those kind of things, and I now I have to sit down and be like, well, do I want to keep doing festivals? I can keep doing that, mm. but I don't want to keep doing that forever. no So, what, what's what is the thing? It's interesting. Cause I, do I do all the festivals? Do I do selectively? Do I do festivals with an eye to getting on TV or radio? Or like, do I stop and write a book? What do I do? That's the that's what I have to think about.
2: That's fascinating. I don't know. I've This is the first year I've done, like, every festival. Like, I did all the... Like, Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Montreal, and then Edinburgh. I really like that world. Like, it's... I find it more, like, mossy and alive. Mm. And I just think it's very mean moist,
1: is what you mean. Yeah,
2: it's very moist. It's a
1: moist world. It's
2: mossy, it's It's peat. peat.
1: It's fecund.
2: There's something to it, and I don't know, it's just an interesting sort of... Because it is the weird thing of, like, you can make a living just being... A festival guy yeah. does the circuit over... Well, I mean, you
1: over. did a particular thing with this...
2: Yeah, no, that, that was I was in a, like a rarefied air world. In a
1: chariot doing it. Oh, it
2: was, like, the easiest way to do it.
1: But that's not by, a bad way to do it. No, in no, no. easy no. way. Because
2: I've done the Edinburgh Festival, like, the, like... You show up and literally nobody knows your name and you're flyering in the rain for five hours just so you can get an audience. Yes. Yeah. It. it was literally where we are in the library There's a staircase kind of that way. Yes. Yeah. And when I was here, I figured out that a lot of the nicer hotels were there, so it's a lot of tourists coming in. And because it was a free show I was doing, like, Catch the Men in the Rain, and I stood there for five hours in, like, this sopping Scottish rain. It's like flyering the shit out of people. Like, it's like, and that's the difference of, like, so it's like, I'm, you start from the bottom, like, I'm so happy never to do that ever again. like.
1: I think that's what I'm going to be doing this year.
2: But it's good for you.
1: I bought a raincoat. Very
2: good. Wellies? Do you have wellies? Uh,
1: no, but my boots. Are
2: they good boots? Yes. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, you'll be all right. Except there's a hole in it.
1: Yeah, but I'll fix that.
2: Yeah, I would fix that stack. Even though I've, I'm wearing... Vans slip off. But yeah, no, It's good. You get yelled at. some people call you mean words.
1: Do they? No one calls me means, mean words. I look yeah. nice.
2: I understand you look very nice, but it's also, you know, people get frustrated that we're here in their city uh, when they're trying to go to work.
1: <laughs>
2: that's dumb. It's, it's not the best, but... <laughs> such things It's happen. like
1: people who walk past Melbourne Town Hall... And then complain about getting flyers during the festival. If if you don't want to get flyer, walk on the other side of the street.
2: Or yeah, just jump on that <coughs> weird tram that was free no matter where you went in the city.
1: Yeah, past past the flyers. I don't know.
2: Just whisk
0: them out. So
2: weird. Oh, we a, there's so much more there this year. It's so you're busy. gonna
1: do festivals for the next? I don't know what I'm Eighteen gonna. years. I'm gonna kind of
2: see what this festival does. Let's see mm. how it goes. I'm not really sure. How it's, and then sort of go from there. So like I retained a lawyer to try and look into um, a visa for the states. So I'm working on that quietly in the background. It seems
1: strange to me that Canadians would have to work on a visa for the states. Little thing
2: called uh, war in Iraq, my friend. Yeah. So you Aussies get two year no. reason visa because you guys signed up right away and yeah. we didn't go and so they literally cut the amount of green cards in half that they wish to be Canadians. That's so
0: mean. Shut down all the visa yeah,
2: stuff. Yeah, it's what you do. It's international diplomacy but yeah. You're the victim. Yeah, it's also why if you go to the west coast of the United States it's all just a bunch of dudes named Dave surfing because none of them have left. Like it's the quiet like you know if you, I don't know if you read about the states but they're talking about like illegal immigrant population and they're blaming it a lot on the Mexican population but it's not the predominant amount of illegals in the United States or Canadians and Australians because we can blend in yeah of
1: course and you can get
2: a student visa for like six weeks which is enough time to get back in the country and keep doing your like vaguely paid under the table job it's huh? terrible fun facts here with John and Alice strap in who's bored talk about lawyers more okay <laughs> we will <laughs> oh, I'm either going to have to cut this,
1: uh, this up or uh, do another podcast with you I think Uh um,
2: why? What's going on? Have uh, we screwed this up?
1: No, we haven't screwed this up.
2: Are we in trouble? No, Are we're, we're in not trouble? in trouble. I just
1: feel like there's been a lot of. Uh, I, I have a sense that we may have recorded the conversation of the charming ladies next door to us. Cool. Uh, and so it's just going to be them talking about their plants for an hour.
2: That's all right. We learn about a nice marigold bush, which I don't think is an actual bush, but hey.
1: It's a flower. Is it really? Yes.
2: Let me go. That's very exciting.
1: Your idea of what's exciting is completely
2: skewed. It's what's exciting to me. You know, I like to learn.
1: Well, tell people about your web series.
2: I don't have a web series. I do have a podcast called Anything Can Be a Podcast Podcast, which will be available to download as soon as I get back to posting episodes regularly. I have a bunch on the cam, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. But they'll be recorded every day, the Ember Fringe, and come Maya my show... At nine forty for at the Ember Fringe at the Pleasance, or come see me host late live Thursdays and Fridays and some Saturdays.
1: Nine forty, we don't clash. I'll come watch you. Come
2: watch me. When is your show? Uh
1: seven thirty, Savage, nice. six fifteen, love bites.
2: What's Love Bites? Love
1: Bites is my panel show where I talk about love. You can come and be a guest if you like.
2: Maybe I, I clash just 'cause my show my podcast is to get out to six thirty. Uh
1: maybe you could come late.
2: Maybe we'll come late. Do
1: a bit of I stand up, love. up about yeah. the.
2: Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, hey.
1: That's as good a note to end on as any. Uh, John Hastings, you are. <laughs> with the picture to the picture.
2: What? All right, good.